Amen. Oh, amen. As we continue to worship our God and look in this text and talking about wow faith, wow faith, walking on water faith. Uh, remember to, to walk on water, you first got to get out the boat. We got to get out of our comfort zones. We got to get out of just trusting our own understanding, but learn to lean and trusting on God. Uh, who is able to do exceedingly above, beyond what we could ask or think or imagine. Help me tell your neighbor, get out the boat. And so as we're walking on, 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 on faith and, and walking on water, now remember again that all of us can walk on water because all of us can put our faith in Jesus. Remember, it wasn't because Peter had more faith than us, is that who Peter put his faith in. And same situation in our lives, we can overcome tremendous things in our life if we just simply trust in God. Tell your neighbor, trust in God. And so today we want to talk about how I trust in God because of his authority. That I have faith in his authority. There, there's situations in our lives that have been problems because of authority. Uh, we have people have arguments, conflicts, even wars over authority. They are arguing like who has the authority, right? Who's campaigning in what country? Uh, who should be the president or the governor or the prime minister, whatever elected office? Because they are arguing who is in authority. Why is that a problem? Because a person in authority is a one. That can give orders, make decisions, and enforce obedience. When someone does not like the person that is in authority, they try to make it difficult for that person in authority. Also trying to find a way to replace that person. And anybody talking to somebody here that you, all you got to do is flip on the news and they're not happy with a person in authority, you get leaks. All of a sudden, stuff starts coming out to make that person look bad, like we need to get this person out of office. All of a sudden, you see people coming out saying that they don't want somebody in office when they don't like that person in authority. But when you like the person in authority, you have an amicable relationship and the feeling is mutual. It can benefit both people in the process of this relationship. But be careful that you're not one of the people that become power hungry. And you want to sit in the chair because you just like the title it brings. Some people want to be in a position of authority because they just like to tell somebody that they're in control, uh, that they're in charge. There's people out there that walk around and let you know who they are. They go around and tell you, I am so-and-so. In case you didn't know, I, I run this place. Uh, you know, you got everybody want to be the head of something. You got the, you got the head preacher, the head deacon, the head us, the head trustee. Everybody want to be in control. But yet, in the situation that we find out, we're going to look in our text today about Jesus, who is the head. But yet, he comes low. He's the example of a true leader of authority that comes with humility. But be careful again about those who want power. They, they want to take it because they don't like what you've got. Uh, one preacher calls them gavel grabbers. They want to be the one to rap at the meeting. <laughs> They want to be the one to make sure every decision was their decision, and everybody agrees with them, and they're not going to be satisfied till they get that gavel. Am I talking to somebody here that you, you witness some people like that, that no matter what the person says, they're not going to agree because it wasn't their idea. 
But yet Jesus shows us a great characteristic of true servant leadership. That he was the master of all who became the servant of all. His attitude made it easier to follow with humble hearts following him, even though he had all power in his hands. So we're going to look at the power of Jesus and his attitude of humility along with another person of authority and understanding of power. We also look to see what this faith in Jesus' authority and power looks like and how we will benefit from having such faith. So we're going to learn to trust in Jesus' authority over our life in a humble way. So the setting of our text tells us Jesus returns to Capernaum. This, this fact points out that he's been there before. So in order to return someplace, you had to be there before. This also shows us that Jesus is familiar in this place because people came to meet him. This, this, this response that Jesus has is from his impact of his ministry. But also we find out in, in the gospel that Capernaum is where Simon lives. Simon's house was there. One time Jesus was there and Simon's mother-in-law became ill. And Jesus healed his mother-in-law. Jesus one time was teaching in Simon's house. And people gathered around the place just to get in. So this is the, the location of many gospels recorded and miracles recorded because of Jesus' frequently being here in Capernaum in the region of Galilee. Matthew brings us to this text. Y'all with me there? It says, a large crowd followed Jesus. He came down to the mountainside. Suddenly a man with leprosy approached him and knelt before him. Lord, the man said, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. Leprosy is healed. And now he moves to Capernaum. I want you to understand this. Right? There's a text building up here. So this man is here with leprosy, unclean, right? He should be outside of the camp. He's being healed. And then it says, verse 5, y'all with me here? When Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him. I want to highlight. One was a leper that came to him, now a Roman officer. I want to highlight. Both of these people are ostracized. A leper should not be with fellow Jews because the law tells them they're unclean. They're not to be with the people. A Roman officer represents the one who's occupying their territory, who can enforce them into labor. He can press them into labor. He can, he, they are representing of the, of the foreign government that has taken over the place to put a king in place that they don't re- recognize as king, but he's their king. A Roman officer, a leper, come, both of them come to Jesus because why? They both believe he can do something. Wow, faith. Understand again, it's not how much faith I've had, but who I put my faith in that makes the difference. And so the Roman officer came and pleaded with him, Lord, my young servant lies in bed, paralyzed, and in terrible pain. Because of Jesus, who he is, we can all come to him. We can all come to him. Notice that the Roman soldier could come to him because he believed he could approach him. It's a good thing to know that we serve a God that is approachable. There's some people in our lives that we want to talk to, but we just don't talk to because they're not approachable. There's many people that miss out on certain situations because they just don't want to approach that person because they just don't like the way they look. Y'all know those people. Uh, you you about to check out a line and one face looks like unfriendly. He said, no, I'll wait in this line. I don't mind waiting because that person don't look friendly over there. We, we cross the other side of the street when somebody looks at us. we like, nope, don't want them problems. I'll stay on this side. 
I'll stay on this side. We understand that when someone does not look approachable, we do all we can to avoid them because we just don't want to deal with being uncomfortable. But yet Jesus, the master of all power, of all power, is in his control. He felt that he could approach him and say, can you help my servant who's paralyzed, who's in pain, uh, who's hurting? It's good to come to the Lord. We should always seek the Lord in every aspect of our lives. The knowledge of God's power should empower us to know that he's able to do exceedingly above beyond what we can ask or think or even imagine. Coming to the Lord helps us to understand that I'm coming to him who's able to do some things. Anybody understand that you go to places where you believe they can handle the situation? Anybody ever take a broken gizmo to the place expecting them to help you out? But when they can't help you out, how you feel defeated? How you feel let down? And am I talking to somebody here that's had that experience? You came there with some hope? They might be able to help me out because I got this project due. I got to get this done, but my computer crashed. But I'm hoping that they can get it done, but they let you know they can't fix it. You feel defeated. And you start calling people now, like searching around, saying, can anybody, can anybody help me out? I need a way out of this situation. But here's the situation that when we come to Jesus, we ain't got to go nowhere else. He is able to solve our problems. <laughs> Hallelujah. But yet, notice how this Roman soldier comes. Um, he comes with humility. How, how, how do I know he comes with humility? First of all, he could have commanded Jesus to come to his house. Do you understand that we know the power of the Roman officer? That's why when Jesus talks about in Matthew 5th chapter that if they uh, press you to go one mile, go two. It's meaning that if a Roman soldier asks you to carry his equipment, you got to take it. You got to take it. And then he says that you you go the extra mile, go two miles. And, And we've seen this action and process when Jesus was carrying his cross. It says they pressed. Simon to carry the cross. He, it wasn't about choice. He said, hey, hey, I, I choose to help out this punishment, this capital punishment. I choose to be here. No, no. That says they pressed him into doing so. And so here it is. The Roman officer could have came and says, I'm telling you to come and heal my boy. But no, he came requesting, requesting Jesus, can you heal? Can y'all, y'all see that in the text? He says, so suddenly a man, he says, I'm, I'm sorry, verse 5, he says, so the Lord, my servant, Lies in bed, paralyzed in terrible pain. Verse 7 says, Jesus said, I will come and heal him. Notice that Jesus is willing to come. He's willing to come. This man comes with humility. Jesus is willing to come. What a blessing it is that Jesus hears us when we cry. You know, the, the situation when somebody hears you means they respond in the affirmative. That's what you're looking for, right? When someone answers your question and, and, and they give you a negative, you're like, you didn't hear me, right? Because like, if you heard what I said, you would say yes to what I'm asking. Some of y'all looking at me with a blank face saying that's not how I ask questions. Well, you must have forgot how you were as a child. Because as a child, you always ask for a yes. You didn't ask for a no. Because when you got to know, you didn't hear, Mama, can I go outside? No. Mama, can I go outside? No. Mama, can I go outside? Right? All of a sudden, you say, you must not have heard me the first two times. Because you said, no, I, I'm looking for a yes. I'm talking to somebody that we wait for a yes. That's how I was. I go to the store, and every day we went to the store, I got to get candy. Mama, can I get some candy? Baby, this way. Mama, can I get some candy? Baby, this way. Mama, can I get some No. Mama, can I get some candy? I'm going to keep on asking. Here's a situation that we need to understand that 
our God encourages us to ask him. He encourages us to trust him and, and cry out to him. Psalm 116 says, I love the Lord because he hears my voice my, and my prayer for mercy. Because he bends down to listen to me, I will pray as long as I have breath. And that, that, that comforts us because and I know that if I call on him, he's going to answer me. And so as long as I got breath, I have a connection to God that cannot be severed. So we come to him in faith means that I come to him expecting him to do what only he can do. Hebrews 11, 6 chapter reminds us, I'm sorry, the 11th verse, I'm sorry, the 11th chapter 6 verse says, and it is impossible to please God. Without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. And so when I sincerely seek him, I seek him because I believe he exists and I believe that he's a rewarder of those who earnestly seek after him. We, we, we are in a position in our lives daily to realize how we need to depend on God. How we need to trust him. The world will let us down. The world will give us conflicts and situations that we have no answers to. But yet our God, he is able to satisfy. This Roman soldier understanding that I'm seeking the one that can make a difference. I'm seeking the one that can answer my prayer. And when I mean answer my prayer, I mean change what's going on. God can change what's going on. Now, here's the interesting situation that comes to us, that we come with faith to God the Father, that we know that Jesus is the the Son of God, but yet this is what we know now. This Roman soldier is coming by that he possibly might be a prophet that has healing power, not knowing that he has all power, Mm. but yet he believes he has enough power, hallelujah, to fix what is ailing him. He shows his faith in Jesus' authority. How does he show faith in Jesus' authority? Notice what he says. He says, but the officer said, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come into my home. Just say the word. Y'all see that there? From where you are. Notice what he's pointing out. He says, you don't have to move. You don't need to come any further. But if you just say the word from where you are, mm, my servant will be healed. He shows his faith and the authority of Jesus, realizing that you don't need to move a muscle. First of all, I'm not worthy for you to come to my place. But yet I'm trusting that either though I'm not worthy, you might show some mercy here. You, you might show me some grace here. And, and you might bless my, 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 my cry that I'm giving you. Anybody understanding here that I'm not worthy? But I hope God hears my prayer that he might bless me anyway. He might bless me anyhow that I can call on God. I say, Lord, if you just say the word. Learn to trust. Now, now here's the situation now. That. I can go to God because God is good. Tell you never, God is good. And so when I know that the Lord is good, I know the Lord will, will do what is good because he is good. And since I know that God is good, he's going to do what is good, then I know that all things good is going to work out. So I need to go to him when things are bad so he can make it good. 
And when I know that God's going to make it good, then I know he's going to work it out for my benefit. Remember, God lets us know that he will reward us who earnestly seek after him because <laughs> we believe that he is. And when I believe that God is, that he does exist, and I believe that he is who he says he is. And he is a God of mercy. He's a God of love. He's a God that rather redeem us and not punish us. Hallelujah. He's a God that rather us be with him forever in heaven and not punishment in hell. So we need to trust the Lord's will. And so in trusting the Lord's will, I mean, I need to understand that when I get into hard times and I'm dealing with stresses in my life, I can believe that my God is still on my side. I can still believe that God's going to work it out, that it may take some time. I'm talking to somebody here. It may take some time, but I know that in, at the end, it's all going to work out. And so Jesus saw this faith in this man before he spoke. Jesus saw this faith in this man before he spoke. How do we know he saw this faith? Look, look what he said. He says, I'll come and heal him. He's already let him know that. I got you covered. I'm going to come and heal him. But nope, I'm not worthy for you to come. Just say the word what? From where you are. And my servant will be home. So he gets his definition of why he has faith and authority. But they often said to him in verse 9, I know this because I am under authority. Of my superior office, and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say go, and they go, or come, and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. Same with translation. If I say jump, they say ha ha. He's pointing out that I understand that when I speak, things happen. Look at that right there, right there, right there. He says, when I speak, this is what the Roman officer say. When I speak. Things happen. He said, if I say go, they go. If I say come, they come. They do what I say to do because I got authority. I I have power. I know what power looks like, but yet I'm looking for your kind of power. That can do something that I cannot do. I, I could not say paralyzed, uh, perilous paralysis, leave this body, but yet you can Anybody here understanding that God can say something that it can change around? God, can you say remove cancer? Mm. Can you remove high blood pressure? Can you remove troubles in my life? Can you bring for reconciliation? Can you call a prodigal back home? Can you heal a broken marriage? Can you fix a broken relationship with a mother and a child? My God is able to put a, make a whole heart and make it a full heart. Hallelujah. He could take a one-pound baby to live to be 25 years old. Am I talking to somebody that when God speaks, things change? Another situation about this, about knowing who our God is, that when I know that he is holy, I know I am not. And since I am not holy, I I don't feel comfortable in his presence because he's holy. And so I I, I honor that. I I respect that. I understand that that because how great you are, I I, I am not in a position to demand anything. I, I need to say that one more time to help somebody today to understand. Because in the position that you are, you are not in the position to demand anything. Uh, some of us have seen that, how, we, how our children demand stuff to, from us. And we let them know that I'm the daddy. 
You are not in control. Uh, you, you know, we, 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 we get comfortable because how much he loves us that we can tell him what we want. Now, to understand is saying, Lord, I need to make sure that it's a line up with your will. Because when it lines up with his will, Jesus lets us know that you can ask for anything. In my name's sake, and my Father will give it to you according to his will. That's what he says. He says that if you ask for anything in my, in my name for my Father, he will give it to you. But it first got to be according to his will. Because you know, that, that comes out, he says, I am the vine and you are the branches. We know we got to stay connected in order for it to work out. And so when we are connected with him, then he, can, he will bless us so that we can do his will. Our God is holy, we are not, but our God is worthy and we are not worthy. But yet he is worthy of all the plays anyway. So we ought to trust God because he is holy and just. And knowing that God is just means he is right and he's always going to do the right thing. And he says, I, I know you can do it. He says, I know you can do it because I know deference of authority. I know how to respect authority. I got people over me and I got people under me. So I know how it works. Remember, authority means that I have the power to make decisions and enforce obedience. But yet we get comfortable with free will. We remind everybody, I got a free will. I can make up my own mind. I can do what I want. True indeed, you can, but there's going to be consequences. So you're going to do the will of God or you're going to do your own thing. And so this man shows us how we should trust God. We ought to carry out his word in our lives and know that God will work it out for his good, which is for our good. The command he gives us are always good. For his will to be accomplished in our lives. God's word brings forth life. Obeying the word of the Lord leads to peace and life and right relationship with him. But yet, when we don't have a faith in God and trusting his word, there's judgment for lack of faith. Y'all see that there in the text? That's when Jesus perked up. He says, this man got some faith I have not seen here in Israel. Which is kind of questionable because why isn't Israel showing the same kind of faith that a foreign Roman soldier is showing the faith? Mm. He says, I tell you the truth. I haven't seen faith like this in Israel. And I tell you this, that many Gentiles will come from all over the world, from east and west. Y'all see that there in the text? I'm going to read that again. Read Verse 11. And I tell you this, that many Gentiles. He didn't say Israelites. Gentiles. Foreigners will come from all over the world, from east and west, and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the feast in the kingdom of heaven. But many Israelites, those for whom the kingdom was prepared, will be thrown into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And understand that there's going to be judgment for lack of belief. Those who do not believe are the ones whose names will not be in the Lamb's book of life. Those who doubt him, those who do not trust him, have disqualified themselves. Jesus says, I've come so that the world might be saved, not to condemn the world, but those who have already been judged because they'd rather be in the darkness than be in the light. And so we have to make up our mind, Father, I'm going to trust you, I'm going to obey you, I'm going to follow you, and walk in the light and not in darkness. Tell your neighbor, walk in the light. 
And so Jesus is letting us know that if you've been welcomed to the kingdom, y'all see that there in the text? There's a kingdom banquet that's going to be taking place, and you've been welcomed. You've been invited from the east to the west to come and sit at the table. And that's why we like that song, Come and Go With Me to My Father's House. And he's letting you know that there's going to be a time of celebration. There's going to be a time of rejoicing here in the kingdom of heaven. But, but some won't make it because they don't believe who I am. But look what he says. Look what he says. He says, then Jesus said to the Roman officer, go back home because you believe it has happened. And the young servant was healed that same hour. It's something special to know that we've been welcomed to his kingdom, uh, that we ought to walk by faith in his power and his authority. I want you to understand that Jesus rewards our faith in him. Hebrews reminds us again that it's impossible to please God without faith. For you must believe that he is and that he earnestly rewards those who resist him. I want you to point out again about the power of the authority of God's word. That the Roman soldier understood that, God, if you just say the word, if you just say the word from what? Where you are. Hallelujah. It's amazing how we take proximity for granted now. You know, you can uh, all of a sudden do a mobile check-in for a doctor. You can call on your phone and they can see you through an app. What is your problem? Ah, ah, okay, look like you're sick. Do a mobile check-in on the phone with a doctor. Some of y'all haven't done that yet, but maybe you might have had somebody log on to your computer from a remote site saying, will you give me permission and I can get on your computer and fix it. From a remote access, someone can get on. But yet we take it so for granted because how oftentimes we done dial long distance. I remember back in the day before every phone was long distance free that you had a, had a call 1-800-COLLECT. And didn't have enough money to make the phone call through, so I left messages when it say, say your name. Please say your name. Sam, call me back. Six seven six seven seven. I understood that I don't got money to get through, but if I could leave a message. But now we are so used to it that we FaceTime people, talk to them live, see them. It's amazing how you can catch up with your grandkids and people across the world just on the phone. And so here it is that if you can do this with technology now, present time, look what our God can do because he got all power. Before a website, before an internet, before a telephone pole was up or a telegram was done, he just simply believed that if you just say the word, somehow it was a connection somewhere, someplace that's going to get onto the grid and make an indirect impact in the place. And you notice what it said in the text at that very moment. That boy was healed. All because he understood if you just say the word. I'm done preaching now. I'm done dealt with the text, but I just want to talk about the word.
Now we understand in Genesis it says that there was nothing there but God and his own existence. But because God started forming words by the articulation of his mouth, things that were not existent became to become to an existence. He simply said, let there be light. I don't know if it was at the T or if it was at the I, but all of a sudden there was light. And then he separated the night and the day. He said, let there be a separation. And all of a sudden we got water and a space. He made land by his word. He made animals by his word, all by his word. And then we know the power of the word because he gave us his word that all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I'm so glad that I don't got to check for a signal to see if my, my call will get through. I don't worry about a drop call. I don't worry about it going to, to voicemail because service had not been paid. But I can call on Jesus because he paid it all. He was wounded for our transgressions. They hung him high. They stretched and why. Do you understand that we got power? We got access to this power. And so here's the situation. All we got to, to know to have faith in God's authority is just to know that he has the power to do it. And so you just need to ask. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, just ask. And say, Lord, whatever it is, just ask him and, and, and just let him move you. Let him show you what he can do in your life. You know, sometimes I, I, I work, when I work with children, I, I teach them out how they need to ask permission. And, and so we play the game, Mother May I. Because the simple thing, the Mother May I, simply like how you just got to ask permission. And so we're going to play Mother May I. All right. And they say, Mother May I tie my shoes? Yes, you, yes, you may. Right. And it's simple that if you can just simple follow these instructions, you can win the game. You win the game by simply understanding I got to follow these instructions. God is letting you know that he's already won life for you. All you got to do is follow the instructions. And so just call on God and just say, Lord, I trust you. I, I depend on you. I need your permission. And for you to leave me. To where you want me to be. And so think about where you are right now. I want to, as we're going to take a time of prayer, think about where you are right now. And I want you to understand that God, from right where you are right now, can speak to wherever you want him to speak. There might be trouble in your home. You know, God, right, right now, you can speak and you can fix what's working on in my home. There might be a loved one sick in a hospital or in a nursing home. He's saying, Lord, right now, you can speak. Hallelujah. And things can change. It might be a job you're looking for. God can speak right now. But we just need to learn to trust him. And just, Lord, we surrender to you for thou have thine own way. For your will to be done right here in this place. Right now, let us pray. Father, we just thank you.